Yeah, so so Matthias, um, it would be super to maybe dive in a little bit now to like what is like the founder company in Germany. Um, I've heard some people complain a lot, you know, about <laughs> the fact that it's difficult and like there's a lot of bureaucracy and that the taxes are too high and that it's impossible to create a company in, in a startup in, in in Germany. I don't think that's true because you've done it, but I would love to hear <laughs> your perspective of. You know, just like me, someone coming to the country of Germany where you're not from uh, and trying to create a business and doing so very successfully. So maybe you could just talk a little bit about that process because you've done so much in the last two years. I'm very impressed. <laughs> well, um, it's not easy <laughs> creating a company. Anything um, worthwhile in life is not easy. That's what they say, right? That's true. Um, it was, uh, I mean, at the beginning, to be honest, um, I, I was also overwhelmed and I, I didn't know where to start and what yeah. to do. And um, one of the things that helped me uh, a lot is I actually, I did it everything, you know, by the book, how you learn it at university. I wrote my business plan. Um, <laughs> I have a question. Was yeah. the business plan useful? It was useful. It was, it was okay. useful Good. Good. Because... Um, it helped me rethink a lot of the things and to, uh, mm. once you write them down, then it, you, you, you have it like internalized, like you worked on yeah. it and you um, rationalized and you looked at different options. Um, it's like your first so, prototype, right? You have something tangible on paper mm -hmm. and you can work from there, right? Yeah, and that starts like, um, because there's so many things where you're like, okay, what's the right, um, you know, do I do a GmbH, GbR, or this kind of questions? And mm. um, so this is the moment where you um, you take the first steps, where you are okay. What are all the options that I have, and which one is the one that works for me? So, okay. um, so we de um, we decided to go for GmbH. So the next step is okay. What does that mean? So, well, before we actually looked, you know, what does that mean? Yeah, um, but that and that step was like, okay, now how do we do it? Once mm. we decided on this, and that was basically on all of the topics. So we looked at everything that we wanted to do. So the first step, one, one of the first step was really like GmbH, and mm. then but, but was okay. We also um, so what you need, you know, you need like a bank account and you need all of these different things. So you know where to start and where to go. So for me, the business plan was actually um, really uh, important as well. And so what did you say you decide... that step one was kind of like knowing the, the different things that you were going to do as a company, right? So you knew that you mm -hmm. wanted to do products and you wanted to actually produce them here in Germany or wherever. And you, you kind of mapped out the vision essentially for, for what the startup yeah. was going to do in your business plan. Right. Okay. Yeah. But we actually produce in Latin America. So we try to have the whole cool. uh, impact in Latin America and bring the products over, but also in the business uh, but, plan. Yes, you're doing everything. It's crazy. You even like, have <laughs> production over there. That's fantastic. Cause I know that of course, even in the production, you're giving people equal wages, you're giving them a fair mm -hmm. price for their time and for their effort. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and, but once you decide all of these things and you put them in paper, you know what the steps are because it's so complex. I mean, okay, founding a company and, you know, like having the documentation, that is um, the easier part, well, so to speak, right? So you, you're setting an uh, easy part. So it's a, it's a, a lot of um, bureaucracy, So, but it's something that once you decide on the um, right form that you want to do and you find, okay, we need a bank account. So we were, um, so we, how many founders do we have? How do we make sure that we, um, you know, you need the, the 
I'm going to just say in English, sorry, in German, the Gesellschaftsvertrag. Sure. So, you know, yeah. you know what the, the rules of the game are that you decide for yourself. Basically and, a founder's yeah. contract or something like that in some yeah. sense, a company contract, right? Yeah, um, uh, yeah uh, the contract for the company. Yeah. And then you decide what are the contract um, for you and for if you're founding, you know, with somebody else, what are not only the rules of the company, but the, the rules and the roles that you want to, um, take on personally um, and I think that is so important so you have mm. uh, you, know, you know you have everything clear and detailed and there's accountability and there's just everything structured um, and then you move yourself uh, you, you move your you're like further and further in the process so okay. you give all the papers um, you mm. make the payment so once it's in the bank so you get uh, you know, registered, uh, you got the company finally registered, and then we um, trademarked the, you know, the name and the logo and all of this. And since we yeah. produce organic, we only do organic products. So that was the next challenge um, because you, you need also some need some kind to of get, a certification or something, right? Mm. Yeah, you need to get certified. Um, so do you do that. Um, so you go step by step. But that's what I mentioned. Like, I mean, it's it's really the business plan for me was a lifesaver because you put yeah. all of these steps and you write it. You can do it as detailed as you want or as simple as you want. But once you put um, everything and what you want and what you need, um, then you, you start making the list of things that you need and the steps that you need to go through. And that was for me very, very helpful. Yeah, that's good to know because I, I haven't come across so many business plans specifically right when i'm working in an incubator mm -hmm. but it's good that you gave that advice because um or your perspective and your experience because i think it is quite helpful and it goes back to what we said before right about reflecting and about stopping slowing down and thinking through every part of your business and putting it on paper mm -hmm. i think that even just the act of putting it on paper even if you don't submit your business plan to a bank or, or do anything with it you just have this like um a living document that can change over time but mm -hmm. the kind of the, the basic processes of how the business operates are there which i think is very healthy mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think so too and, and for me it helped me also understand questions um when it was you know what kind of bank do i need yeah uh, what kind of bank account and then once you start you know you write the whole process you say like oh actually you know i'm gonna be making a lot of payments to yeah. latin america so then you decide the criteria for the bank. Uh, okay, I need some so a bank there you know, has good conditions with that kind of transactions. Uh, and yeah. then that's the same. Once you say like, oh, I need a game behind, I need a bank account. What kind of bank account do I need? And then you are like structurally going yeah. all the steps that you need to do. And um, and if you have it on paper, then it's basically in the end you do your little uh, to-do list, and you're like, okay. Done. I filled out this form. Done. I did this. Yeah. I did this. I did this. And then uh, sounds um, like you did a very German logical process for founding a company. It sounds like you were very organized. <laughs> I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, you know, actually half German. So my mother is from Germany. Oh, really? Okay. Apologies. Um, Sorry, I didn't mm -hmm. know. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, and, but she then I mean, then she's... you should thank her, right, for uh, for all of yeah. the for all of the the ability to be able to think logically and to move through those processes. It's yeah. <laughs> cool. And but she's been. I mean, she's been. Uh, the most part of her life in Mexico. So, ah, okay, uh, right. yeah, yeah. So, but I think, you know, that way of thinking, uh, uh, I, I bring it in and it's, it's helped me a lot with everything that I do. Uh, yeah. I, I love everything to write it down and to make my, you know, my to-do list. 
Like, yeah, of course, go, of course. Go, go, go. But I think it's just yeah. about being professional and taking your job seriously as a, as a founder as well, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there's no point in going into this and being a, a, the, the classic kind of like creative person just wants to create a company and has an idea for something. You need to be grounded in processes and, and there's so much going on, right? Because you're doing distribution, you're doing, you're doing production and you're doing most of that outside of the country, right? Um, and you're, you're connecting with uh, lots of strategic partnerships across the world. So to, to manage all that and to be in as many shops and supermarkets that you are uh, within Europe, you need to have everything organized, right? For sure. Yeah, you need to. And yeah. I, I think as a, yeah. as a founder, I think, for example, there's a big difference between a, a regular job and a founder. Yeah. Um, a, re- a regular job, you might specialize and that's mm. something that you are, you know, you get to be really an expert on it and you get, you know, you know, all the details and you know everything. Yeah. Like what and you need a, with marketing, basically, right? You exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and then as a founder, there's, it opens a lot of other things that you have no idea about, you know, you, suddenly yeah. you have to um, do, I don't know, like have a lot more insight in legal topics, have a lot more insight on production, which I've never done before, yeah. Um, yeah. on distribution, on, you know, bookkeeping and um, even just people management, taxes, right? People management. And um, if you don't do this somehow structured, then you will forget a lot of things because there's just so many different topics that you need to tackle, um, which is really, really exciting. And I guess that's, you know, for some people it's overwhelming, for others it's super exciting, um, yeah. but it's never boring. <laughs> Got to rise to the challenge, right? That's what they say. <laughs> so can I ask you, is there, are there any particular tools that you use? Because one aspect of what I like to do, and you probably noticed from my TikTok channel and stuff, is I try to showcase some tools or some resources that might be useful mm-hmm. for founders. And um, yeah, I would maybe open up the opportunity now are there any books that particularly shaped the way you think or are there any uh, tools that you pretty much use on a day-to-day basis to help manage um, in terms of project management, uh, something like that? Um, yeah. Is there anything that you use? Um, yeah. I mean, for books, some, a book that really helped me rethink um, how I approach things is the Lean Startup. Oh, super. Um, yeah. be- because coming from, coming from the marketing perspective, um, I always came like, okay, we have, you know, we think of the concept, we perfect it, uh, we make a whole yeah. campaign and we bring it out and then, you know, yeah. we, we see. Um, but there's even, you know, even though my products are not software that are continuously changing or something like this, um, it always helped me, you know, to go with this thinking that, that with everything you do, it's just like basically just start. And then, you know, see how it goes um, and then optimize, adapt, change. And obviously you have to do this in a structured way. So it's just not like doing for doing, but, um, you know, making a plan on what you're doing and what you're testing and what you're doing. And that helped me a lot to go out of, it doesn't need to be perfect everything for the first time. So we will build, uh, you know, um, whatever this is like, even the website or um, how you're building the team as you make your assumptions, you you keep growing, you keep evolving. And I think there's a really good uh, way of thinking for people who are thinking of, of making a startup or creating a startup or that work in startups because it just keeps on changing everything. Yeah. And 
Just a quick, quick question. Sorry, it sounds like documentation and, and, and writing down of processes seems to be an important part of how you work, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you probably did this when you're reflecting in the very beginning about making the decision about what you could do to uh, you know, help to uh, be more sustainable in your life. And you mentioned it a few times in terms of when you're creating the company, you have uh, mm-hmm. the documentation to your business plan. And, and then again, you probably documented different processes within your company as well so would you say that that's an important part that processes and structures really help you uh, to run your business definitely i think um, it has helped me to um, understand a lot of things um, mm. as i mentioned you know i come from marketing so there's a lot of things that i had no clue about yeah. so documenting this and writing down the process helped me understand the process in the first place um, and it's then a level people, of learning as they say right yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really is. And you get really deep into the topic and you understand mm-hmm. actually, like once you write it down and you like, even if it's all the steps, then you know exactly how it's done. Um, and then, um, but, you know, after you do that and even if, you're, if your team starts growing, you already have all the tools to help people, you know, get on board on, on the process yeah. because there's yeah. always a little bit different in every company. So once you have that written down, it will also help you understand it, but it will help you in the future because you yeah. have it already written down to pass it along. I think um, that might be the number one takeaway from this podcast, among other things. But I think it's so important because we see that can really cripple a startup when they begin to scale or they take on new staff and they grow from, let's say, a five-person founder team to mm-hmm. a 10-person team. And if the processes aren't documented, whether it's a HR process or whether it's a process for how they run their meetings during the week or how certain structures take place for talking to VCs or whatever, I think if you don't have those processes in a master document, it's very mm-hmm. hard to for someone to enter into that ecosystem and then to understand how everything happens right so i think mm-hmm. that's that's really good advice i'm glad that it's uh you mentioned it it's, it's gonna be i think pretty helpful for people i hope so and i i think it's yeah it's it gets so fast so complex yeah um so everything that you can you cannot remember everything so everything that will help you <laughs> will yeah. help your guide along the way and where you can look back for answers that yeah uh, and I mean, even if it takes more time, right? Because I do this actually with my TikTok videos. I, I group them when I produce the videos. I try to make like seven or 10 videos, uh, at least seven as a minimum in one mm-hmm. shooting, just so I can get everything done and, and prepared in advance because previously I was just making them every day, you know? And I mm-hmm. guess it's the same for you. It may take a little more time to like write that process document, but the preparation now is for when you're a bigger company later that allows you to essentially delegate onboarding and telling mm-hmm. rather than having to go through everything with the person you can tell them read this document this is the process that we use at the moment and the mm-hmm. history of the other processes are there as well and if you have any questions afterwards you can ask me i think that's far more productive in the long term mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah cool and um, yeah so i probably interrupted you i'm sorry about that but what about um, any any particular tools that you use in your company or anything that you're a fan of like do you use trello or asana or any other kind of uh, project management tools uh, actually, um, I started, so I, I used for a long time uh, Trello and I cool. loved it. So it's really good, even if you're working with teams to, um, you know, structure everything by teams and the tasks and what you're working on and give updates. So that is really good to have a good overview of what is happening, what the status is um, and how to continue. I, I love Trello. It's a really, really, it's a great tool. Yeah. Um, I um, Now we switched actually 
to uh, all the Microsoft um, products. Ah, so, so you're using Teams, right? Yeah, we're using Teams. Um, so instead of Trello, we're using Planner now. Cool. And it's just, um, it, it's, it works very similar and it's very good. And for us, it's cool. just, um, we decided in the end to try to have everything in one place and to, right. you so know, it's like a, business, the tools. a business suite, right? Basically of yeah. different services. Yeah. Okay. And to have everything together so everybody can, you don't have to have so much different tools. So that was easy mm -hmm. when you have your Microsoft account um, yeah. where you already are using PowerPoint and Word and everything. So you can also exactly. use those tools and they're very helpful. Um, but definitely I, I loved, uh, I love Trello yeah. and, and the only, only Microsoft product that we're also not use where we have for others. We are, um, I use Slack, um, which is great to, cool. um, you're not, you're not a startup if you're not using Slack or discord, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And cool. I mean, nowadays it's, uh, we actually, uh, we had an office and then with Corona and everybody, um, you know, staying at home, we decided to go fully digital at the moment Cool. and everybody's working from home and we don't have like, everybody's not anymore. Like we used to be everybody in Hamburg, but okay. then we started also the hiring process. We're like, wherever you're in Germany, if you fit the role, that's good. Nice. Um, and even if you're in Germany, but you want to live in Spain and work from Spain. And uh, so we're completely digital now. Um, who knows if we will stay like this, um, but uh, this freedom is, is really good. And the team is right now like spread out in different cities and we with Slack, it's, it's really good. So we have, you know, the com internal communication and what's everything that's uh, be posting updates. And when it's there's cool. uh, more necessary um, to have like a meeting, then we go with teams and have the video calls. That's good. I think, uh, you know, meetings can be often a time drain, right? So to have mm -hmm. some asynchronous communication via Slack, it helps to keep things moving and everyone can kind of just check in whenever they have time, right? That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. It's good to hear that you weren't interrupted too much by, um, by Corona. Was there any impact on like uh, logistics or any part of your process that was like um, in some way affected by, by COVID or because of the fact that you were, you know, based on um, all the production uh, over in Ecuador, the different countries, um, was everything relatively okay for you? Um, in waves. Yeah. So uh, at the be at the beginning, um, it was very hard. So the um, in Latin America, and specifically Ecuador, was hit very hard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there were moments where the farmers were not even harvesting, or when the oh. harvest was ready, it was decided that it is for the inland consumption, not for export. So anything that was left over could be exported, but they were, um, you know, trying to take care of the country and everything that was harvested to keep it inland, yeah. which makes obviously sense. Um, but for us, it was, uh, yeah, when we were in the moment of growing, there were a lot of moments where like, oh, will it work out? Will, will we get any products? And in the end, um, at the end, everything worked out, but it was, we had every, I think every two days we had a crisis meeting to, uh, sure. oh, you know, uh, this will your, not your, work. Your cortisol yeah. levels must be very high, like for the whole of like COVID basically nonstop on alert. Well, the, the thing is, I don't know anything else, you know, I started, <laughs> I, I found it directly with COVID. So it's uh, true, right? Cause 2019. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe, maybe right. when, maybe when the, you know, the world recovers and then everything gets back uh, to a certain normality, there's going to be like, Oh, you know, 
it actually can be more relaxed. Enjoy your coffee and sit out in the sun in your office, yeah. right? <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. Nice. And um, look, maybe just to finish up, because we're going to have to close up in a second, but uh, I really appreciate your time. It's, it's been really exciting to, to get to know um, a successful food German startup. So um, thank you so much for, for taking the time. And um, just briefly, we, we met via TikTok. So I wanted just to, to, to touch base on that and how you how you find that form of content. So not just TikTok, but that form of content in, let's say 30, 40 seconds under one minute. And do you find, or do you, first of all, do you use it for promoting your company directly? Or uh, do you think that, that uh, it will become a useful tool for, for, for marketing in the future? Cause you're a marketing person, right? So mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear Both. your opinion on that. Yeah, um, cool. both. I, I uh, sometimes I do uh, something that has to do with my company, so I focus also on on startups and business topics and sustainability. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I feature the products in some way, um, but I think also it's getting more important to build a personal brand. So yeah. you have your obviously your company and your work and everything. But people are very much interested in who's behind, you know, the products or what they are doing. This so is the story that you mentioned as well, the human story behind the product, right? It is, it is. And I think, for example, for startups, that's a huge advantage um, yeah. compared to big companies where you don't know a lot of these things. So for me also, TikTok, it has, uh, it has been great because even though I'm not posting every day about my company or what I do, um, I get to meet, uh, you know, a lot of great people like you and we get into conversations and then I tell yeah, my story cool. and I tell about my products. Um, so, it, you know, I'm building also my own brand and I'm building the company. And so it's a good way, uh, I think, for every founder, it's also a good thing to um, work on your company, but work on yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well, there's never it's never too early to start. So, I think a lot of startups they they think they're a stealth startup. You know, they don't want to put too much information out there. Like you said, the perfection maybe uh, that mm-hmm. you mentioned previously about doing a website or whatever. They want to wait till it's 100 perfect. But um, probably best just to get started because you can actually. And that's what I try to do. I'm not an expert in entrepreneurship or in startups, but I'm trying to just pass on this knowledge as a, as it comes across my desk or I'm on my screen mm. and I'm trying to, to learn as much as possible. And I learn like you learn, particularly you said by, by documenting things and taking notes and being able to have that process. I learn by, by trying to teach it and trying to give it to other mm. people and put it in my own words. So I think that other startups could do that too, very easily. They could just explain their process kind of like a, almost a vlog for their personal brand slash their startup, mm-hmm. just like you're doing, right? To just kind of show the behind the scenes. Yeah, you get feedback. And I think that's also, um, I understand why a lot of companies go in stealth mode at the beginning, but also at least my own personal perspective is talk with whoever might listen, basically, Um, because they might have another perspective and they might tell you something you're not considering or they have might have helpful tips or they could actually help you. So the more you talk about it is you're going to get a lot more feedback on it and you're going to learn more. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. It's something that I believe very, very strongly in as well. Yeah. I think everyone should should be as vocal as possible to the audience that is willing to listen to them. I think there's mm-hmm. so many advantages, particularly even for early stage startups, right? Because you haven't maybe mm-hmm. validated the idea. So you need that feedback even more than, than mm-hmm. you for someone that has a product on the market already. I think so as well. And in the end, most startups, from my perspective, don't fail because the idea is not good, yeah. but on the execution. So um, it, as the more you talk, because 
for example, my product, probably a lot of people had similar ideas, but yeah. they might have not, you know, managed to build the execution uh, or how to build the company or how to do yeah. whatever. And the more, you know, I've been talking and people have been giving me feedback, um, you know, which things to consider. So I think that's great for anybody who's, uh, who wants to create a startup. Yeah, I think that's been the the theme for this whole uh, podcast with you is just taking some action, right? Whether it's a small action to to move towards not eating meat anymore and be, and becoming vegan, for example, and and making a small step. I think that the mm-hmm. difference between uh, someone who has a cool idea in their head versus an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur is as someone that it actually takes action on that idea. So I think your mm-hmm. your point is very very relevant. Cool. Thanks, Matthias. <laughs> really, really appreciate it. Cool. And um, we're going to have to finish up there, but maybe very quickly, um, any call to action? Uh, where can people check out your product? Uh, maybe you want to give your website. And of course, if you're looking for anything for your company right now, if you're looking for investment or if you're looking for maybe um, you're hiring, just maybe give a shout out. And uh, of course, everyone on the podcast will, will get to know. Perfect. Um, so you can go to our website. So it's uh, lorigenfood.com and you can find all of, you can buy the products there online, but we also have a store finder. So if you want to go to the store, you can see which store is nearby you. So that's really helpful. And we also have a um, category with, uh, with job opportunities. So actually we're looking currently for a sales representative. Um, so you can check out all the information on that as well on the website on the job recruiting part. Cool. Fantastic. And I'll make sure to sh- put everything in the show notes. So um, everyone would be able to click on that and be able to see the links. I'll, I'll share your LinkedIn as well, if that's okay with you. So people can connect with of you. Of course. I'll yes. put in the, the link for the website and your TikTok as well. Very important. So I'll put it all in there so people can connect with you. Cool. Matthias, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. I think it's a super important product, um, or sorry, super important topic. And I'm very, very impressed in what you've managed to achieve during COVID. I mean, actually now thinking we're going to have to probably do a second second podcast on how to, <laughs> how to successfully launch a company during COVID. I just realized now, like you've done everything in your, how many stores approximately are you in? I, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot right now so it's it might yeah. be around six thousand stores right Whoa, now that's crazy i mean this is a massive yep. success story so well done not just for uh, being a successful entrepreneur but for weathering the storm that is covid so um very very impressed and i really really enjoy this conversation i think it's going to be very helpful for a lot of first-time entrepreneurs so thanks so much thank you it was a lot of fun talking to you i love this topic so obviously if anybody wants to reach out happy to talk as well cool thanks very much have a great day you Ciao too down.